1: come right in step right in one and all i'm shopkeeper dan and with me as always is kyle creator of financialnips2.com how are you doing today kyle
0: doing good got a lot to talk about this week
1: oh yeah another fun tumultuous week
0: oh well depends on your definition of fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) i have a very sardonic definition of fun this is true uh come on in Sit back, relax, rage against the hedge machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way in a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. If you're new to the shop today, and if you're new to stock trading in general, you can always check out the Knowledge Center on financialinstitute.com, or you can give our beginner trading episode a listen. Uh, we'll, we'll put a link to that in the episode description. But the best place to be is our Discord server. Kyle and I are on there every day. It's just really an awesome place to be.
0: Yeah, uh, join our Discord server. You know, you can chat with us directly uh, or any of the other friends of the show in real time about what's happening with the market. Discuss your own strategies, favorite socks. We've shared a lot of lessons uh, on this show, gained a lot from our guests, so we want to learn from your uh, guys' lessons too. So join us in the China Shop on the Discord channel and share, 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 share. Teach us, please help us. Help. (laughs) We need help.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Everybody helping each other. And when you do join the server... Send us a private message or email with your mailing address, and we'll send you a smash-it-yourself mug straight from the shop.
0: Yes. And if it comes pre-broken, not my fault.
1: <laughs> That's got to be the post office. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really glad you're here today, folks. We have a lot of fun. It's always better with friends. We want to give a shout-out to all our international listeners. Love you guys. Wish I spoke all your languages. Someday,
0: someday, (laughs) I'll get there. Thank you for speaking English. You're right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got a sensational, electric,
0: prophetical episode
1: today for you. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than a termite at a Home Depot. (laughs) I like it. All right. So, and hey, we've got a little bit of show news to go over. Uh, First of all, we'd like to thank, we've had some amazing guests on here. uh, George Papazov, Mm. Richard Friesen, Obi Onyedjikwe. Uh, really, really great, great guests. We've learned a lot from them. I know every every single one I've taken away a different thing, and I've been carrying it forward, and it's just really been great. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. And upcoming, we're going to do a call this week with David Modell, Chief Analyst and Opportunity Researcher for Portfolio Wealth Global. So that'll be really exciting. I believe he's got a YouTube channel.
0: He's going to talk to us about some different strategies that we can look at for trading, and uh looks like he's also an expert on crypto. So get uh, some more... Ooh. more insight into that uh sector that we we kind of learned a little bit about with sean but we never really followed up on that too much did we i think you traded a little bit in it and lost your ass off
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well we'll 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 talk more about that in
0: in news oh (laughs) Oh, you got more to go (laughs) okay
1: So, Kyle, I understand there's some uh, Discord channel changes?
0: Yeah, we're looking to add another channel. Um, I've been keeping my trade log on the website. It's just starting to become a little cumbersome for me. I know that people probably want to know what you're doing, too. So I think I'm going to create a channel that's just going to be for you and me to post all of our moves. Anytime we buy anything, anytime we sell anything, that way anybody who's uh, in our community can kind of see what we're doing real time. So we'll post, you know, yeah. what we buy it at if we sell it. So we'll let you know what the gains are. Or losses were losses in you know the recent history
1: <laughs> and and maybe even a little blurb on why we're making that buy so oh,
0: for sure yeah, it'd be uh, yeah, it just be a definitely. little bit cleaner and easier for us to do it as we're as we're making them rather than try and going back and tally up everything at the end of the week
1: no, oh, I love it. I love it. So yeah, so get on that Discord. Lots of cool stuff happening there. Yes, please. Speaking of, we love it, absolutely adore it. Reach out to us. We just can't wait enough for your messages, your comments on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, Discord. Of course, you know, we got that Discord link in the description. Uh, maybe though you're old school you, and you just love email. You can you can reach out to us at two bulls at financialneptune.com or you can even give us a phone call. 725-22 bulls. Maybe you got a hot stock tip, maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Maybe you just love to hear the sound of your own voice on a podcast. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. And uh, we actually have a call today. We'll get to later when we're talking stocks. All right. Kyle, you know what that brings us to? You know what it's time for?
0: Yes. Yes, I do.
1: My favorite segment these days. Not has got to be the <laughs> bet. Woo!
0: Uh, <laughs> the bet. If I didn't have one... Decent week somewhere in the last month, I would have finally switched over to doing what I thought about, and that was just shorting whatever my initial pick was. (laughs) But I I held off because I actually picked one that did all right. So
1: there's still time, my friend.
0: Uh, Yeah, there's still time. So I guess I got to go first again. So I went with CCIV. I was hoping to see a nice bounce. Remember, I set a stop loss at 28. Because I was a little bit upset, it actually opened up at thirty two forty nine, which is about where I wanted to actually, Ooh. you know, that's what I was hoping to see at the end of the week. <laughs> I didn't want to buy mm-hmm. it at my high point mm-hmm. Monday right off the bat, so of course it triggered that stop loss.
1: We had actually talked about what if it goes down in pre market, right. before before you had a chance to buy it.
0: Yeah, I never really specified what I do if it shot up too high. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, that one's on me, and that was to the tune of that $28 stop loss did save me about, what, 1.5%. So, yeah, my $500 is now worth $430.90. Off to a beautiful start. feel like we switched roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Some point in the last two months, we crossed paths. <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm not exactly picking winners here. <laughs> uh, I'm just picking the, the best losers. That's That's what
0: I'm doing. Hey, you still ended positive last month. That's true. That's true.
1: All right. Yeah. My pick was uh, CNXC opened up the week at $124.88, ended the week at $122.55. So I lost about 2%, chiseled my 500 down to 490, $490.67, which was better than that random.
0: Yeah. Random SWKS opened at 181.10, closed at 173.44. And, ah, oh, man, I was heartbroken to see that it just missed its stop loss at 159.21. I think it got to about 159 or 159.60 it was so close if it would have triggered that i'd at least be slightly in the lead over the random but no no as <laughs> so it closed at 173.44 its total is now at 478.85 and now i'm firmly in last place Ooh. do you think the random will take side bets <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I need, i'm gonna need a shot in the arm here yeah well you know i'm always
1: open to side bets when they come up we'll see
0: oh and uh yeah speaking of consequences uh i sent you the pictures uh that you requested so once i get your your approval or selection then we'll we'll get those updated on the website and my facebook profile
1: oh yes yes Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. And though uh, you listeners won't uh, be privy to the consequences, we do want you to start joining in in the bet. So yes. if you reach out, message us, get a hold of us, you do, do it on the Discord email, fun, leave leave a phone call. Let us know what your bet pick for the next week is going to be. Uh, and, and we'll get you in the running and And if you beat us, uh, we'll give you some uh, China Shop swag.
0: Yes, we will. We only have mugs right now, but we'll have to start increasing that offering here soon. I'm I'm envisioning plates and teacups and all kinds of fun stuff. Oh,
1: yeah. All the fun stuff. Yeah, so if it's Wednesday and you're listening to the show, uh, just send us your bet pick and it'll be the pick for next week. Sure. You know, that's it's it's that simple. Uh, you don't have to worry about listening on Saturday and getting it in on Sunday. Just, just you know, we're going to be doing the bet and it's going to be running next week. So let us know. Join the game. Exactly. Bets are fun. Stay, stay tuned. We're going to have another exciting bet at the end of this episode, folks. But until then, I think it's time to go over the results of our Twitter poll.
0: All right. Last week, we asked uh, what everyone out there thought the NASDAQ was going to do this month. 63% were bearish, saying it's going down. So far, they look to be right. Mm. <laughs> 25% <Yeah. laughs> said it's going up, and 12% roughly uh, saying sideways. Okay. So, yeah, the uh, the masses, I don't know if they're voting after the uh, the market started declining or, <laughs> or if... <laughs> If people just know a lot better than I did, <laughs> it seems that we're firmly in correction territory at this point. So whether or not that's going to continue, oh yeah, uh, I think this next couple of weeks going to be really big on figuring out which way the market's going to run for the rest of the month.
1: Yep. If it keeps going like this, those Kathy Wood ARC funds, they're not going to be worth much.
0: <laughs> Speaking of, well, uh, let's get to some news because I think you got some some more to expound on that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, a little bit. All right let's uh let's cue the music
0: the new music
1: Ooh, it's new music march Woo well we all know why we're listening today the shop is bursting with the week to replay so sit back we got some market affairs get some stories for the fools and the bears clowns running companies laws change overnight here we are it's time for china shop news yeah now it's time for china shop
0: news i think that might be one of my favorites out of the the group that just sent me (laughs) That one is really catchy. I think we should probably lead off news here with, we gotta talk about stimulus updates.
1: Gotta get me some more stimmy. Going straight in the portfolio.
0: I think we talked about, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, the House had passed their 1.9 trillion plan. Yeah. Uh, got to the Senate and it seems like the Senate uh, had some resistance and not from where you'd expect. I mean, the Republicans obviously mounted their resistance to it, but the moderate Democrats uh, seemed like they were trying to flex their muscle, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. So they are the ones that actually dropped the weekly federal st- supplement for the jobless benefits. They dropped it to 300 now, uh, which was at 400 initially. As far as other changes that were really in there, it didn't look like there was a whole lot more just browsing through this article sounds like minimum wage is off the table already uh all the republican amendments basically got uh, rejected which isn't surprising but there should be voting on this uh today actually we're recording this on saturday so they should be trying to pass it in the senate today uh if it passes then it'll go back to the house because they've got changes in there that they'll have to vote on as well so another hurdle looks like it's about to be crossed for getting everybody some more money
1: all right well that that'll be good for consumer retail.
0: I feel like that might be really good for tech too because I think that's really where the retail investor is uh, is really focused heavily on. You know, that extra money in their hands, are they going to be buying all their favorite stocks that are trading at a severe discount right now, or, or are they going to move on to bigger and better things?
1: That stimulus check might even be able to get you three shares of Tesla by the time the <laughs>
0: check comes out. That's pretty close right now, isn't it?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 500-some. You, you could at least get two.
0: Yeah. All right, what do you got, Dan? You, you, had, you mentioned something about Kathy Wood?
1: Yeah, speaking of Tesla dropping, uh, they, yeah, they've lost 200-some billion dollars in market market cap this past month
0: good thing Elon doesn't care about money <laughs>
1: good thing he doesn't care about money uh but you know who does is Kathy Wood who who features Tesla pretty heavy in a lot of her ARC ETFs yeah I had moved into the the ARC as one of my long terms and and I moved out and it's, I'm, I'm glad I did, because <laughs> every one of her ETFs has lost all the gains it's made for the year. In fact, I was just looking at the ARCQ stock price. Yeah, it's down to $80. I bought it right as it, it was kissing a $100. Oof. So, <laughs> yeah it's it's oh it's had a sharp decline uh just just from in the last month
0: when you're buying etfs you know typically you're trying to dollar cost average those so those aren't your typical you know jump in make a quick buck and jump out type plans
1: it's true i should be buying like crazy
0: that actually kind of uh leads us into this week's twitter poll uh which He's gonna center around Kathy Wood, you know. Wanna ask you guys out there, is she just lucky, you know, this last year? Or do you think their ETFs are gonna rebound in a big way?
1: Mm, that's a good call. That's a good poll. That's a good question. Yeah. When it's not a historic bull run, is she any good?
0: <laughs> yes, exactly. Now, to be fair, she was the one who called Tesla two thousand. Yeah. Which uh, everyone thought she was crazy when she was doing that, but she nailed that one. In fact, it's still trading at about there anyway, right? Because it's split four for one. So even if it's trading at 500, she's still right.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So with the, the retreat and correction in tech and the NASDAQ, yeah, those ARK ETFs, they've gone down. But like, like you said, with cost averaging, it's, this, is, this is the time to buy them. Yep. You know, the, the, lo- the lower they go, the more you should buy.
0: Especially if you still believe in it.
1: If it, if you're in it long term, cost averaging. Yep.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Um. I've got some more Elon news, and uh, since you're talking about the Ooh. the uh, the drop of Tesla or the fall of Tesla, which mm-hmm. I guess still hasn't really been a fall yet because it's still doing pretty well <laughs> over the you know last 52 weeks. Are you familiar with Starlink?
1: Yes, the internet stuff.
0: These are all the satellites he's been launching out, trying to get his like, an internet provider.
1: Yeah. The uh, the Tesla cars all use it. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that that was the case, too. Every Tesla car has its own satellite 4G, 5G connection as part as part of owning the car.
0: Now, this isn't, you know, anything imminent. This is something that's probably a couple years down the road, but uh, the Starlink is probably the next IPO that's going to be an Elon Musk-led name uh, that's going to become available for, you know, the public to purchase. Uh, we You know, we'd love to see SpaceX... Uh, turn public so that way we, we could go and you know purchase that but i think he's come out and said that he doesn't want to have to answer to shareholders when it comes to trying to you know fuel his space dream and that makes sense makes sense yeah but as far as starlink goes that one's got a lot of potential to become you know, basically broadband from the internet and one of the really nice things about what he's on record is saying is that he's promising retail investors going to be like having first crack at this thing when it does happen
1: oh like a direct listing
0: here's his actual uh response to a follower asking him about spacex so we'll probably ipo starlink but only several years in the future when revenue growth is smooth and predictable public market does not like erratic cash flow (laughs) (laughs) haha yeah good point uh he says i'm a huge fan of small retail investors we'll make sure they get top priority you can hold me to it okay that's interesting. So yeah, this is something really to keep on the uh, keep on your radar. Like I said, it's going to be a couple of years down the line, looks like. But man, this could be uh, a really fun one to jump into.
1: Well, just it just the cult of celebrity around. It, exactly. Elon that's Musk what to yeah. Make sure
0: if you can get in there. Moves. and That thing pops. Oof, that's going to be a good one. There are a lot of Tesla fanboys out there. <laughs> uh, speaking of IPOs, I've got another one. I think I shared this with our Discord group and on Twitter. Uh, Rocket Lab says announced that they're going to become publicly traded their merger with vector acquisition corporation let's see rocket labs is only one of two u.s commercial companies delivering regular access to orbit 97 satellites deployed for governments private companies across 16 different missions it's also the second most frequently launched u.s orbital rocket with a proven platform already operating on orbit missions booked mm. to the moon mars and venus so i think their rocket actually has the capability of delivering payloads all the way out to mars Oh wow! It's Because you remember, you were looking at the uh, the acquisition company that was VACQ.
1: I had shares for a few days.
0: I remember we were talking about the valuation of that, what the price should be. Like the company itself uh, implied pro forma enterprise value of 4.1 billion for Rocket Lab, which is about 5.4 times the 25 projected revenue of approximately 750 million. Transaction result in cash in the balance sheet of 750 million through contribution of existing cash. Yeah, I was trying to find the percentage that they're actually acquiring because I didn't think it was actually all that much. It wasn't like a 50% stake. It seemed like they're, I, I want to say they're only acquiring like 10% of the company.
1: I remember when we talked about it, it was like, yeah, 10 or 20% when I when I was looking at it. And I and I remember expressing exasperation that they could take the company public by only owning 20%. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I need to read <laughs> up more on the, the rules of SPAC acquisitions and taking things public because I am ignorant. If you guys know out there, let us know. Hit us up on
0: on Discord. Give us a call. Maybe that's something our uh, upcoming guest can answer for us. Ah, yes. All right. Well, that about covers all the news that I've got, Dan. Uh, you got anything else for news? I do.
1: I have one last thing. Um, I want to talk a little bit about cryptos. Bitcoin mm. has has taken a little bit of a beating this week.
0: Last couple of weeks, actually.
1: The article I was looking at said that it's lost $400 billion from its peak last weekend. So, yeah, it it, it is always a roller coaster, lots of ups and downs. There There's a couple developments. Uh, the first that actually... I think is, is a threat to the Bitcoin as a, as a cryptos in general in terms of, of of how much people are investing in them is that China is looking into making their currency completely digital.
0: How do you do that? Do they have to mine it too then? Or is it just, uh, we're just going to make it all, are they just going to get rid of paper currencies altogether?
1: I think the idea is to get rid of paper currency. So, And instead of mining it, I think the government just, like they would print the money, they, they just create it. Uh, uh, digitally
0: I mean that's not necessarily the same thing though, isn't it? I thought the the mining and the scarcity of being able to actually mine it's what creates the value in cryptos
1: yeah I, I did not find the nitty-gritty details of of the the Chinese plan. Uh, I just found several several mm-hmm. analysts speculating that allowing the currency to be digital provides would provide that digital liquidity that they think is is going right. going move in, investors into more Chinese investments than, and uh, digital, digital assets than, than Bitcoin, because it'll be seen as more stable. Uh, even though, like you're saying, Chinese
0: <laughs> stock is, or anything Chinese is somehow gonna be more stable. Well, I guess Bitcoin's pretty roller coaster, but man, we've seen with some of those Chinese stocks how fast they can turn.
1: <laughs> I'll tell you what Bitcoin doesn't have. It, is it doesn't have a gigantic government saying, no, no, it's worth this much. Right. Uh, I I think I think when you have the backing of the, the, the Chinese empire, you'll be, <laughs> it's it's going to be safer and probably more stable. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I'm not a
0: crypto analyst. God, that makes me think of that. Thinking about like money in itself, or, like what actually determines its value. It makes me think of that episode of Rick and Morty where he crashes the entire galactic empire by changing their currency value from one to zero.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So the only thing that's making anything worth anything is the fact that we all agree that it's worth something.
1: Yeah, correct. That is money in a nutshell. That just
0: blows. Just blows my mind when you try to think about how that actually works.
1: All right, I think that wraps up news. What's our new song? What's? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> <No>, go ahead. <laughs> Just like take two... uh, Let let Lionel lick Leland's Lusty Leathers. I'd like to take a second and... uh,
0: I hope you'll leave that in there one of these times.
1: (laughs) 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 I'd like to tell you, Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. With over 20 years of experience, Sue has helped thousands of homeowners and whether it's purchasing refinancing even reverse mortgages sue will help she's got a license in 25 states and growing so reach out to her see what sue can do for you best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email at spullen at fairwaymc.com Fairway Independent Mortgage, MLS number 2289. Sue Pullen, MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com, and that number is 520-977-7904. Reach out to Sue for all your mortgage needs.
0: All right, Dan, what's our new stock song?
1: Oh, well, why don't we listen? Here we come, trading on the street. Get the craziest gains from... When we're in too deep Yeah, we're just two bulls Smashing through a China shop We're so glad you joined us And now it's time to talk about stocks Smashing through a china shop. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, Kyle, uh, why don't you lead us off in stocks since I did the last news?
0: Well, I don't have any moves to talk about in stocks. So I'll talk about the moves that I made in options since they're a part of uh, an option strategy. Oh, okay. But I did, I did want to talk about uh, some sector research I was doing this week. So I was looking through to see who the best performing sectors were over the last month and this last week, and I was kind of surprised to see that energy was like right at the top of that list think a lot of that had to do with the cold weather snap in Texas, because it seemed like that affected oil supply. Drove a lot of prices higher, even as the inventories were building. But inventories are building, and I think OPEC's even talking about um, revising their their production rates. Were they talking about production cuts or increasing their production rates again? Do you remember?
1: Um, they're talking about cuts because it's driving American oil companies Oh, they were higher. talking about
0: cuts again? Okay. No. So, yeah, wait, no, if they're talking about cuts, then that's good for... All these energy stocks, too, if the oil price, because that'll drive oil prices higher again, right?
1: Yes. Which is why when I sent you that message saying, hey, there's a great opportunity on an option straddle on uh, QEP. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like uh, oil's going to move up or down. I knew
0: I saw that somewhere. (laughs) um okay that's fine. okay so i was looking at a couple different potentials for for movers mm-hmm. uh ois is one of them fti was the other fti was really interesting because they reported okay earnings on the 25th they had a sales beat but an earnings mi- uh, per share miss hmm. they had their price targets cut but the stock was still going up i think it had a price target of around 11 and it was trading under 10 So, I mean, that was just interesting to see that, like, by far, the top performing sector was energy. I wouldn't have expected energy to be at the top of that list. No. Probably should be looking at these a lot more often. Uh, The second sector that caught my eye was consumer staples. Uh, We talked about consumer discretionaries before, but Mm -hmm. consumer staples, I think, are more of, like, the needs versus the... Wants that discretionaries are like super staples had a negative month, but they reversed uh, that to be like the second best performer in the last week Oh, wow and the stock that's got my attention. There is BGS Uh, They make a whole bunch of different stuff mostly foodstuffs Uh, I think they also make like the Ortega taco shells. Uh, They bounced after their earnings on the second Again, they had a sales and EPS miss, but they showed really good growth over the year. There's a large spike uh, in volume on Friday after uh, Jenny Garrington. I'm not sure who exactly she is, but apparently she works for Gilman Hill. Uh, She added to her position, and that seemed to drive the price uh, up on Friday.
1: Hmm.
0: Again, the volume spiked by about, I think it was about 1.7 million, traded on an average of 1.2. Those are the things that have caught my eye this week that I'm going to be looking at trying to figure out what to do with uh, next week, whether I'm going to just buy shares or try to look at doing straddles in the uh, the energy one. BGS, I'm kind of liking that one as one to, to just buy and own. Uh, maybe look at some covered calls. I got to see how the volatility looks on all these. Uh, it might be time to, you know, rotate out of st- tech. I think we're maybe a month late on that. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was interesting to me to see that, that the reversal on the staples, like they were... Doing poorly, 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 and then suddenly this week good. And if they follow like the same trajectory like uh, energy was doing, then you know we might have a couple weeks run out of them coming up.
1: Darling Ingredients is one of our pickums that's been on there a long time. That's in there. Yep. And that one really yep. re- changed course this week.
0: It makes me wonder if it's uh, if it's more of a bounce or if it's you know some sector rotation going on. I'm not really sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know. But that that got in our pickums in like October or November, didn't it? Last year. Yeah,
0: that was one that did quite well for us. Yeah,
1: we we picked it in the mid 40s. It's currently at like 73 and a half. That's a consumer staple, and and yeah. uh, since the beginning of February, we saw that in the in a real downward trend. And I was I was honestly expecting it to to hit the stop loss. Maybe it did. 71 down to 65. It got close. I
0: didn't update last week's yet. I got to do that today, so uh, it's quite possible it already hit.
1: It, it got down to 64 on uh, Monday and then it's climbed back up to almost 74. So like the week in that one alone. Ooh, wow. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. Um, two other things that kind of caught my eye that, uh, I decided to throw here in the stocks instead of the news. Uh, it was just some M and a news Cresco labs. I, I shared this story earlier in the week. Um, about them raising like a billion dollars, and uh, I can't remember if it was secondary offerings or, or how they did it. But uh, makes me wonder if maybe they've got some kind of acquisition in mind, or if maybe they're just trying to free up capital in order to to be able to make a move coming up. Uh, that's one of my favorite marijuana stocks, mm-hmm. Cresco Labs. Oh. Uh, and then the other one was there's a lot of chatter about DraftKings. People are speculating something's going to happen with them. Uh, the rumored merger and acquisition targets for DraftKings include the Score and X Games.
1: Mm. So DraftKings is, is looking to acquire other companies, is what I'm hearing?
0: There's rumors that they're going to acquire somebody. And then there's a, uh, the Forbes article just has a couple of uh, different ones that they're looking at. But it'd be interesting to see what DraftKings, if they do announce a merger, are they going to follow the same pattern that we've seen? With the drop? Where you know the stock drops significantly after announcing something like that? <laughs> or is it going to be more of a merger where they're going to see value gain?
1: Yeah, we we're still waiting to see that uh AMD <laughs> pick pick back up from their merger, their acquisition, sorry. They
0: did. They they went really well until the tech sell off and now they're trading at like 80s or below 80, 78 I think.
1: Ooh, wow. But it
0: almost peaked at $100 after that merger announcement. Anyway, that's all I've got for stocks to talk about. What do you got, Dan?
1: First off, uh um uh, I, I would like to say that we've got a caller Ben from Tucson uh, had mm. a had a question about some marijuana stocks let's, uh, let's hear from Ben
0: uh, hi Ben from Tucson here uh, it seems like uh, maybe pot stocks are down and uh, I wondered if I missed some kind of bad news about marijuana anyway thanks bye
1: so Ben, oh, as a interesting. as an avid marijuana stock fan, I would never, ever, ever touch the stuff in real life. Ooh, no, very straight laced. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. As a big pot fan in all aspects of my life, I I too thought maybe I missed some news. No, you didn't miss any news. It's the news has only been good in terms of the development of the industry. What what happened is we right. we had uh, some of the pot stocks get. A lot of retail investing, uh, a lot of flurried attention from possible short squeezes until Ray, And the whole sector got lifted for, for about a week. Right. Artificially lifted very high. And what's been happening is, is it's correcting back down. If you draw a trend line, I think Friday my MJ ETF closed at 21 uh, and change and if, mm-hmm. if you draw the trend line that's still nice and and steady upwards from from where it was last year uh yeah 21 21.
0: if you connect the dots on the like draw a straight line with the low points uh, what's the what's the bottom that you see on that
1: six months and uh uh i'm drawing a trend line of just the bottoms uh the the lowest one is back in november just above ten dollars
0: no no uh, extrapolate that out to today hang on I'll, I'll i'll do it so it looks like 18 is as low as we should see it go roughly
1: okay so we, we could see it go as low as 18 but that's still we're still on a very solid upward trajectory we just had some noise in the process
0: yeah no over the course of the last six months i mean you looked at you know, back in October, November, you were trading at just over $10 a share. Still doing quite well. Still doing quite well. You got to look big picture on some of these, especially when you're a long-term investor.
1: Right. But uh, there it is. So that's what's happening with pot yeah. stocks. <laughs> <laughs> so back to my, my stock trades. Uh, I, did, I did buy more as pot went down mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to cost average. Uh, I moved. Actually, because cause tech and NASDAQ I was doing that seesaw back and forth between the TQQ and the SQQ, and I was doing really well. Yeah. And uh, I messed the whole thing up. One misstep wiped out all the gains that <laughs> I got from it. And of course, it was, uh, I woke up at 4 a.m. to use the bathroom and like an idiot looked at the pre-market on my phone and was like, oh, it's turning around. And, and I swear somewhere in my head, your voice was like, <laughs> pre-market doesn't mean shit. And I'm like, shut up, Kyle. What do you know? oh yeah so i ended up moving from the sqq back into the tqq at the exact wrong time oh boy got the hell out of it and then i was like that's it i'm just going i'm just putting it all in marijuana right now and 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 hoping this is the the end of the the dip from from (laughs) that uh that tumultuous stuff uh wasn't all doom and gloom this week i did have one trade that was kind of spectacular but it's a uh, rocket mortgages had a bit of a of a spike oh yeah and so i don't i don't it's not like a strategy that it could move going forward but yeah i got the message from you they're like hey check that check out rock what happened with rocket mortgage and then it was at 29 and it was like okay bye 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 and uh then like the next day i sold it for 36 it's like woo that that spike was 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 crazy about the the only good thing I did with stocks. That, that's about it. I just did, uh, I was playing with marijuana. I br- briefly touched on, uh, t- played with Rocket, but I felt like I, it got a little too hot for me. The the only other stocks that I have positions in, I bought single shares in companies that I'm doing uh, options, straddles, and strangles on, but uh, we'll get to that mm-hmm. in options. Okay. Well, let's move on to some... Some earnings?
0: you gave me a new song for that too right
1: we do have
0: a new earnings song Uh, let's
1: uh let's give that a listen
0: uh, i'm excited for this one i've been questing it for a while
1: (laughs) (laughs) my motto's always been when i'm right it's right so i'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price when the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day and we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way. The sky rocket's in sight. Earnings called light. Earnings called light.
0: Oh, I'm ready for some earnings. Starting to get to the tail end of the earnings season where... You know, the pickings are getting a little slim. Uh, let's see. On the 8th, we've got Stitch Fix. On the 9th, we've got Dick Sporting Goods and H&R Block. And on the 10th, we've got Oracle. Oracle is an interesting one because you think it kind of run the same way that Salesforce did, except it's trading near its all-time high or 52-week high right now. Really? And I think I even saw some options alerts on them. They weren't big ones. They weren't big enough to really note, but... I was seeing some activity on that where people seem to still be bullish on it. So I'm not really sure what's going on there. Hmm. It's definitely one to keep an eye on. It might be worth uh, take a look and see what the premiums are on that. It might be worth looking at a straddle.
1: Yeah, they, they just had a big boost on, on Friday. They Yeah. Six and a half percent up.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. we got CPB, which I don't remember what it is. Uh, Campbell Soup, sorry. we got Campbell Soup, Bumble, and AMC also on the 10th. Bumble is reporting their first earnings since their IPO. I know that was one that you wanted to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And AMC is an interesting one for me too, because there seems to still be a lot of short interest on that. Even the the short the short interest itself doesn't look all that high as, as far as a percentage of the float, but the borrow rate is starting to get higher. It's creeping up. I think the last I saw, it was approaching like nine percent. When it started the week out, or maybe last week, was around like one or two percent. So usually when that uh, rate starts going up, that's because it's getting harder and harder to find shares. And I think the utilization of the the float shares, as far as like being able to short them, is over ninety percent. So there's something going on with AMC, and I think you know obviously them and GameStop kind of mirror each other. Yeah. The two most, uh, I guess, covered or the two stocks that, you know, people are most interested in as far as the short squeeze or potential goes. Having their earnings on the 10th, uh, while they're not going to report anything really great as far as numbers, they're definitely going to lose. The question is going to be how much are they going to lose and the guidance that they're going to offer. Right. So there could be potential for for something to happen on the 10th. That could be the catalyst everyone's waiting for. To see maybe some uh, potential squeeze happening there. Um, On the 11th, we've got your favorite JKS, Jinko Solar, and then I've got um, the one that I've taken the biggest beating on this last month, NNDM Nano Dimensions. I think I bought them at 17; they're trading at like eight. Oh, (laughs) but they have a short interest at almost 50% right now, and I just keep waiting for you know Reddit to turn their attention onto them. I figure I'll hold on to them and see if uh, you know. Somebody figures out that hey, these guys have a high short float too. Having the earnings report too is, you know, definitely a possibility of being a catalyst to make something like that happen.
1: Which day is their earnings?
0: They're on the 11th. The 11th, along with JKS. Okay, and then on the 12th, we've got uh, one of our X random stocks, Kirk. K I R K. Hmm. That's on Friday.
1: So, so that's that's a big end to earnings season, huh?
0: Uh, we're getting to the end there. It's going like I said, it's gonna be a little more slim pickings coming up here in the future episodes.
1: And then the the next next season starts what in uh, May.
0: If you uh, if you do try anything with oracle, make sure you let us know in our Discord.
1: I gotta admit, I really wanna I really wanna do a straddle. It's right around seventy. I'd really love to buy a call and a put.
0: I might try to sell some of those actually i might try to sell some calls a bearish spread you know sell some what is it trading at right now it's almost 70. like
1: should we should we <laughs> should we move on to options
0: <laughs> yeah okay let's do that let's hear the new song too
1: new options song a little less conversation a little more options please all this volatility just ain't bothering me a little more puts, a little less small, a little less puts, a little more calls. Cause the trades up your ears. Baby, it's time for options. It's time for options, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're talking about Oracle. Their last trade was at sixty nine ninety seven. Ameritrade's saying the bid is at seventy ten, and the ask is at seventy nineteen.
0: I'm pulling it up right now. Let's see the options chain.
1: Looks like seventy is is a pretty pretty much where it's at. Instead of the straddle, I do a strangle. I think I'd do seventy dollar calls and sixty nine dollar puts be a little cheaper, and then you're just betting that uh it either drops below sixty nine or or shoots up above seventy.
0: uh let's see. so I like doing the five dollar spreads, but man, that's a lot of risk um, The 72 the seventy two and a half looks like it's selling at uh one ten to one eighteen. So you got about a dollar per if you pick that up at a risk of two fifty in there. And that's assuming that it doesn't shoot up. I have a hard time believing it's going to shoot up.
1: Well, that's why I like the straddles and strangles. It's like you don't have to be right about the direction. You just have to be right about the the, moment- <laughs> the momentum.
0: The problem with that is that you're still having to pay the premium for the earnings volatility. Right? And then you're also having to make up enough to get the uh, the value to overcome the other bit.
1: Right. Well, that's why, I, that's why I like looking at the weekly. It's got six days to expire. Yeah. So... Uh, you're yep. not paying for really any time, and then the gamble is, like, if I bought this this straddle at uh, seventy dollars for the weekly, the call and the put together, they're both about a buck ninety for, at the ask. Yeah. Uh, I I just look at the ask.
0: Might be able to get one eighty.
1: Right. So so you're looking at about uh, three dollars eighty cents to get each of them. So so you're betting that it's either gonna end the week 66 or lower or 74 or higher which is at at 70 dollars that's that's really that's four or five percent you're 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 talking yeah five percent is a three and a half yeah it's about five or six percent swing up or down i don't know
0: i I don't think that's a bad bet on uh. i don't know that's and they're they're about to have their earnings yeah but historically i don't think they move that much
1: um, so yeah, that's a that's a possible trade. Um, I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Uh, I'll be on the Discord talking about it. I did make some options straddles and uh, strangles this week. That mm-hmm. that uh, uh, some of them are weeklies. So well, this is my first foray. I didn't put a ton of money. Like I literally it's just like one call and one put. Like I I just wanted to try this new strategy, going forward with with the weeklies. So, uh, GE hit my list this week they they had uh uh, they hit some new highs on some good news i don't remember what the news was but uh so i bought (laughs) (laughs) it didn't matter to me like because when you're doing straddles and strangles you're just betting on momentum and like there's going to be a movement up or down doesn't matter which way so i know i noticed a lot of times with my list a lot of these companies they, they hit these new highs and then they just turn right back around a lot of the times and drop down. Uh, sometimes they keep going mm-hmm. up. Obviously we've been, we, we try to keep watching the ones going up like darling ingredients. So, but, so anyway, like it showed up and I was like, okay, okay. Yeah. I'm going to try this, this new thing. And GE on the fourth was trading around 1350. I think I bought a share at 1363, just to track it. I moved in, I bought a strangle and a straddle. Cause I wanted to, to try them both and, and see it out. So I bought a, a straddle at $14 strike price. Uh, I bought a $14 call and a $14 put. The call was $0.46. The put was $0.48. So combined for $0.94 is what that cost me. So because it cost me $0.94, I'm betting that it either ends the week at $13.04 or above $14.94 with the straddle
0: what drove you to pick that was that just based on them hitting their high or were you uh looking at the volatility charts too because i thought that was one of the other things we were talking about um trying to to pick these was looking for ones that had low low volatility so so that way the the prices of those options contracts were a lot lower
1: so that's 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 what the strategy i was looking at for uh naked calls okay for a straddle and a strangle, I'm actually looking for volatility because I want it to shift. Okay. I want it to swing. I don't care if it's up or down. I just want it to swing. Then uh, then I bought the strangle, which is like a straddle, but it's a little cheaper and it's a little more riskier. Like the straddle on the GE, I had the $14 call, $14 put. So it just has to end either above 14 or below $14. Uh, with the strangle, I bought a... Uh, a thirteen and a half dollar put and a fourteen and a half dollar call, so the strangle. I'm betting. Okay. I'm betting it's either gonna gonna end up above a fourteen and a, a half or below thirteen and a half. So that's that's actually betting uh, uh, it's gonna be way more volatile.
0: Uh, where are they the trades at right now? How are they doing?
1: Well, they ended the first day pretty good. Um, i ended the first day i was up uh 17 percent on the ge on on the on on the strangle and i was up seven percent on the straddle but uh after friday when it didn't it didn't move around much because because time uh, (laughs) apparently that game of thrones quote works for options too nothing fucks you harder than time um (laughs) <laughs> uh, i ended friday the uh the strangle was down 19 percent, the straddle was down 14 so okay i'm hoping for some big moves in ge but it it could easily become my new favorite strategy depending uh, on what happens i did yeah i stayed open up one on uh, uh exxon because oil seems to be okay. doing big and, and then i opened up some on qep
0: yeah, you did make a bet on QEP. I
1: did, and I'll put those details in the Discord uh, just because I'm going along with options here. But uh, it wouldn't if if you're savvy, it won't be hard to figure out if you pull up those uh, quotes, the what what the strangle and straddles will be because the the prices haven't moved much since when I entered
0: those positions. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I've got. Uh... You experimented with strangles and straddles. I, I spent the week last week experimenting with covered calls. Mm-hmm. And I originally, initially never really looked too close at these. But, man, the more I experiment with them, the more I really like them. Oh, yeah? Especially if you – remember how we talked about uh, selling – was it selling puts to to – to lower your cost basis in order to buy a stock you like? Yeah. Well, this is kind of the same thing, but you're selling calls in order to lower that price. And then you're basically saying, if I get you know, the price of the contract that I sold, and you can have my shares that I bought for way cheaper, and I'm perfectly happy with that. Right. So the, the first one I went with, I looked at the highest volatility stocks on that screener that you sent out mm-hmm. on the Discord. Mm-hmm. I think you shared us a link with that yeah. uh, last week. Uh, OCGN was a healthcare one that had like, was way up there. It was in the, like the same range as like GameStop has been. I bought the shares and sold a a twelve fifty call expires March nineteenth uh, for a net debit of seven fifty a share because that premium was so high. Oh wow. So basically, come March 19th, as long as the shares are worth more than $750, i am making money. Um, they reported some, or released some vaccine test results uh, later, like a day or two later, drove the stock all the way up to 14 uh, but it fell off for the rest of the week. It's still trading uh, in between 8 and, a half and 9 right now, but still happy with it. You know, I tried to buy more as it was going up. I'm glad I didn't as it was going up because I would be crying now.
1: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I still may
0: look at trying to get a couple more uh, next week after it kind of fell with the rest of the market uh the other stock i looked at for doing this was wwr oh yeah yeah uh, i sold 750 april calls and bought shares for a net debit of 490 a share and that one started really nicely uh, but it dropped below my break-even point on friday which kind of sucks um this is where not not being able to watch everything you know every minute or every day mm-hmm. really starts to to kind of hurt you because if i was quick I was paying attention, you know, when it got to that breakeven point, I could have sold out and just waited, let it kept dropping. And then I could buy the shares back at even cheaper and lower that breakeven point again. I mean, it dropped all the way down to $4 a share. I could have had it at.
1: Yeah, that would have been, yeah. a, that would have been a big win.
0: But, uh, you know, in my head, I wasn't thinking it was going to, I didn't think it was going to drop much further than like 550, mm-hmm. to be honest with mm-hmm. you. After drawing out the trend lines, I thought that was where its bottom was going to be. The fact that it, it, dropped into a new point, I may just have to sell those shares and just put in like a, a pr- protective buy in case they get back to 750 again uh, just to protect myself uh, from, you know, any infinite losses potential. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried... To sell calls. If you remember Nordstrom had their earnings report last week. Mm-hmm. I was trying to sell calls against the shares that I already owned because I didn't think they were going to move up. And I tried to sell some against my uh, Virgin Galactic positions, but neither of those ended up filling at the price that I put in. I put in at the, uh, the high end of the, the bid ask. I think i put it in at the ask thinking you know they're my shares if i get it then i'm happy if not then whatever yeah but that's something that i think i want to start doing too because there's so much uh priced in when those earnings come out if i own you know 100 a block of 100 shares on something and those earnings are coming out i think i might start trying to sell some calls just to keep lowering that cost basis of those those positions and then if they end up you know exercising then that's great for me because you
1: sold them at a profit
0: that's higher than what i thought it would be at basically predetermined my profit and I will cash that every day.
1: I, I haven't hit that next level of options trading, but listening to you talk about selling these covered calls, uh, I do ha- have some blocks of stocks that have 100 shares, and I'm thinking like, wow, I should start getting in on this game.
0: The the thing with covered calls is that they're actually available. It's the, the the most basic one that you're actually allowed to do.
1: Oh, I might be able to start doing it right now?
0: You, if you own the shares, there's no risk, right? Yeah. So getting approved for this, the extra levels of options is all about risk managing and knowing how, how that extra risk relates to the moves that you're trying to make they're trying to protect you from selling naked calls or you know things that have unlimited risk potential there's no unlimited risk potential if you're doing a covered call you have the shares available you're just saying i'd be happy selling these at this price this point down the line
1: yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get in on that game uh with with marijuana options the operation get rich off marijuana continues
0: especially when it uh when it comes around the earnings season I sp- and you can look and see. I need to find a good site that'll report the expected earnings or at least come up with a quicker way to calculate that metric. Because if you look at what like the options are pricing in, a lot of times it's less than what the actual average move is. And over time, if you're if you're making those bets, you're gonna you're gonna make money on that. All right, should we uh, cover some quick alerts?
1: Let's cover some options alerts.
0: All right. T S M, one of our favorite semiconductor stocks. April sixteenth, hundred and twenty five dollar calls. At $3.95 a contract, $237,000. Pinterest, May 21st, $80 calls at $6.20 a contract, $1.5 million. Uh, Disney, 120-23, $175 calls at $43 a contract, $1.2 million. I think we've seen Disney in there a couple times, too. Uh, T-Doc. What is T-Doc again? That's TeleDoc, I think. It's a uh, company that does uh, remote doctor visits, I'm guessing. $121.22, $175 puts at $23.10, $1.1 million. And this was a bullish indicator, so uh, that means the person was selling the puts. And then we have an Amazon, $416, $3,000 calls at $151 a contract, $3.3 million. Yeah, uh, I tried to stay out of the IT ones as much as possible, seeing as how tech was getting kind of beat up, but there still were a couple of really high-dollar ones in there that I just had to put down. Uh, One of the things I want to do with these alerts, though, is I'm going to go back through since uh, about uh, mid-January, since we started... Kind of since the format kind of morphed into what it is now where I actually put all the relevant information in there I'm gonna go and look and see where the value is in reporting these uh, if if mimicking these trades You know it gives you an edge in any way shape or form So look look to the website for that coming out uh, here in the next week or so.
1: Sounds good to me Any other options alerts?
0: Nope. that's that's all the ones that caught my eye.
1: Okay. I think it's uh, it's time for oh God, what's that over there?
0: I'm not falling for that again. <laughs> right, what was your good, Dan?
1: Oh, my good is I'm continuing to learn and grow as an investor.
0: I like that.
1: <laughs> I, I, I honestly, what though, honestly my good is that though my my portfolio was was down and i did make some bad moves through the week overall my psychology and my emotional feelings and connections to what i'm doing are in a way better place oh that's that's great
0: yeah You with everything falling off a cliff I didn't have a to talk you off a ledge at any point last week it seems like no no you didn't <laughs> whereas you did when not. we first started that felt like a weekly process like oh
1: god I suck at this Kyle <laughs> I'm gonna die I'll have no money <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's fine cuz my my good was actually uh, my process Uh, for for the cover calls that I did my experimenting with those yeah and I did kind of the same thing with you did I didn't throw down a ton of money on these because it was more about learning Mm -hmm. Uh, that was kind of something we talked with George about you know there's no real expectation in here other than trying to to learn about the process what works what doesn't I really like the process that I made the results were mixed so far but I feel like the process was sound. What I used to identify those two stocks that I picked as my targets for the cover calls. You know, one was based on volatility, one was based on a price channel analysis that I did. I think uh, what I could stand to learn from that and and apply going forward has the chance to, to make me some money as I as I take what works and throw out what doesn't.
1: No, it's just like, like uh, Richard Friesen said, focus on improving your process, don't focus on the results.
0: Oh, so we had two guests in a row. Yeah, Same right? Same thing. Boom. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah.
1: My, my bad was uh, not, not waiting and watching MJ for moving as much in, heavy into it as I did. If, I, if I'd literally waited two hours, uh, I, I, I could have done much, much better. Uh, because it dipped it dipped down to, like, <laughs> 20 and then dipped back up to 21. It was like, ah!
0: My bad was uh, not paying attention close enough to my WWR yeah. shares, my Westwater Resources shares, because I could have sold those when it got close to that break-even point or even, you know above it when it dropped below the point that I was targeting that I said I didn't think it would drop below when it mm. did that I should have sold it there and then I could have put in you know like a 20 cent rising buy I might have given back some of the the potential gains but I mean if I would have done that it looks like I would have uh, I would have saved myself uh, quite a bit of money actually mm-hmm. would have lower that cost basis all the way down to you know below $4 a share
1: yeah oh, then that would and be then amazing if
0: I get to keep my shares then I then I can turn around and sell another set of calls or another another monthly once those other ones expire that's what happens you can't watch charts all day you gotta
1: sometimes life happens
0: you have to automate as much as you can
1: (laughs) my ugly was definitely pre-market trading my the Nasdaq ETFs I should never Uh, ever trade pre-market I have no I've never once traded something pre-market and been like well that was a good move not once (laughs) and I did it again yeah, I just got to leave the pre-market alone. That's it. That's all. That's all I got to do. Yeah.
0: it's oh, so addicting. <laughs> as soon as I wake up, I'm checking pre-market.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, well, what was your ugly?
0: Uh, I think just my portfolio as a whole of the fucking <laughs> sell-off. Just wrecked it. <laughs> and this is my whole portfolio. This is what I was talking about before, where I probably need to figure out a way to separate all of this, uh, You know, take my long-term holdings and put it in another portfolio that I don't stare at all day long.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was trying to do before I got pissed with Robin Hood.
0: The problem with that, though, is that I lose uh, the capital requirements for being able to make, you know, day trades and, mm. and all the other, you know, stuff I put into it. Right. All the different approvals I've gotten. and So, I don't know, I gotta take a closer look at that and see if there's something I can do better. Or start slowly shifting everything over to Weeble, maybe.
1: Yeah, Weeble's not a bad one. That brings us to the bat. Starts oh. in the center of a universe. That's for every one of us. Consequence for one of us. Make our pits with no regret. Every open, every close, every spread is the mighty bed. All right, so it looks like uh, you get to go first again. We should just establish that as, as going forward, you're always going to lose, so you'll always uh. go first.
0: Uh, man, I still haven't figured out which one I'm going to pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Hang on. Let me uh, let me pull up some <laughs> charts real quick. I've got, uh, got a list of four to choose from. Doot, doot, doot.
1: Well, I had two, and I just flipped a coin. So, you have a four-sided coin?
0: No, I don't. I think it's going to be OCGN. I think that's the one I want to go with. The one I made my covered call on. It's got extensive volatility. But <laughs> I need to put... <laughs> a stop loss in a lot lower. <laughs> so, it bottomed out at 7.50 roughly um, on Friday. I think that's going to be my sell limit.
1: Okay, OCGN 7.50 stop loss.
0: And if it ends up opening above let's say probably $10, then I'm not going to buy that. I'm going to buy BGS.
1: Okay. And then uh, do you have a stop loss for BGS?
0: Uh, Just the standard 15% Uh, on that one. All right. Or wait, no, wait. Wait, 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 Uh, (laughs) wait. I think that one was going to be BGS. This is getting a little. More convoluted than I wanted to. Uh, BGS would be about twenty eight dollars.
1: Oh yeah, the twenty eight dollars
0: stop seems to be good for you. That's where it's touching around. So, but that's my backup.
1: All right, yeah, that's your backup bet. I yeah yeah I got gotcha. you. You don't want to get burned again by a big pre market jump.
0: The goddamn pre market fucked me last week. You know what's funny,
1: <laughs> Kyle? It's funny to me is the more convoluted and more complex you make your bet, it hasn't gotten you anywhere. Like I've won, no, I've really won two months because in a row. There's another
0: condition I missed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Wait, with the wait, 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 wait. Uh, I didn't give you a stop loss uh, after it crosses above that 750.
1: What? What do you mean?
0: Um, the other one, the other stock. If I get my first pick, it's it's standard 15% stop loss. Once that's a, once that's above 750.
1: I, I like to keep it simple. Uh, I just, I'm just gonna do a bet pick. My bet pick, Kyle, is Darling Ingredients, the the kick-ass consumer oh. staple company on our pick 'em list.
0: All right, or maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe on our pick 'em list. <laughs>
1: <laughs> might might have might have gotten stop lost out. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, they are they they did a really solid bounce back last week, and um, yeah, I'm gonna raw dog it and regular 15% stop loss. <laughs> I don't care what it opens with. Just just give me the stock on Monday and see where it ends on Friday.
0: All right, you ready for a random?
1: I sure am. I'm champing at the bit for it.
0: Got another really good... I'm really liking this random stock site because it gives us really good quotes. This one fits our show so well. Uh, Stupidity, well-packaged, can sound like wisdom by Burton G. <laughs> 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 oh, That's a great quote. All right. Oh no. I think we might have gotten something uh FLO Flower Foods. Okay.
1: That is a consumer staple.
0: Mm. Well, it looks like we might all be riding the same boat.
1: <laughs> FLO <laughs> Flowers Foods. The year chart on that looks it looks pretty stable. It's been bouncing between 22 and 25 uh I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's a big. uh, Unless all consumer staples turn around, I think. I think. Well, that's kind of
0: what we're seeing. That might be a. God damn! I feel like I should keep BGS as my pick. still time. The episode's still taping. Or should I go against the trend? That's game theory. It's my only chance to win is for you guys to do bad and me to do well. Uh, I'm not going to. Uh, no, I'm keeping it. Okay. All I'm right. keeping it. All right. Keeping it, like I said. As I said. All right.
1: All right. So uh, those are our bet picks. Kyle's uh, OCGN. I'm DAR, and random is FLO. Uh, going to be excited to see what happens next week. See if I can keep this streak going
0: <laughs> god damn it oh
1: all right but so, it's
0: just getting funny now <laughs> yeah
1: right right oh yeah. folks we're so glad you made it uh, to the end of the show with us we're so glad that you're all here in the china shop we just love you so much uh if you like our show let us know by rating and subscribing on your your platform of choice and, and if you like our show and you hate social media platforms like me tell all your friends let them know uh shop is always more fun the more people are in it and if you don't have any friends to tell, well, join the shop. Come to the Discord. Make some friends. Come on. Get in there.
0: Yes, please. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to be making that a lot more interactive, too, to try to get, uh, make it more entertaining for you guys.
1: Right. It's, it's, it's just always a good Ed, time. All
0: right. So, so
1: that's our show, folks. Uh, stay tuned. We got a good... Uh, Good guest David Modell coming up here. Uh, we, we also have the highly esteemed Sue Pullen. Uh, we we got the gotta get that episode out here soon. Uh, it was just lots of lots of great, great stuff coming up for you.
0: A lot of guests. Man, we got a we had a lot of guests. A lot this last, um, of
1: guests. Couple months. A lot of people wanna come to the shop and talk to you. Yeah.
0: Who would have thought, huh? Who would have thought, thought anybody
1: would want to talk to us? <laughs> <laughs> right, right. My mother doesn't even want to talk to me.
0: I all know, right? All right. All right. <laughs> she always said I'd amount to nothing.
1: Not to... <laughs> Boy, I proved her right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, until next week, happy
1: trades, folks. We'll catch you. Th- we'll catch you next time. All right, bye.